1: Look out! Right through! A kickoff by Steve Gleason! It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLote! Touchdown, New Orleans! And it's Tracy Porter taking it all the way! Touchdown, New Orleans! Three right wide open! Wide open! And Smith! What a way to do it! Camara tailback he's got five rushing touchdowns and now six
0: this is the Kudat discussion your one-stop shop for all things new orleans saints news opinions and reactions Welcome back into the HUDAT discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata, and I'm joined by a very special guest for this episode. My first guest since re uh, joining as host of the HUDAT discussion. He's the managing editor and reporter for Sports Illustrated Saints News Network and the HBCU Legends team channels. Kyle T. Mosley, how are you doing, Kyle?
1: What's going on, Andrew? How you feeling, Doc?
0: I'm oh, feeling great. Definitely a lot to talk about uh, with these Saints. So much news. Uh, for this team whether it be obviously the new head coach Dennis Allen after Sean Payton stepped down there's been news with the offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael now we had there were kind of some rumblings that he wasn't going to return as offensive coordinator but ends up retaining in his role and there was just news today that Cody Burns is going to be the new wide receivers coach and I kind of want to start there because obviously the wide receiving group last year with the whole Michael Thomas situation obviously that's going to carry on um, into next year and the wide receiver is just such an you know uh, a really a hot topic of conversation just because of uh, you know the lack of play there or injuries There was just obviously a lot left to be desired there so I wanted to ask you Kyle like what are your thoughts on bringing in Cody Burns has worked in college level really developing receivers and how his how he could fit with the Saints.
1: Well, it's always uh, good to have an infusion of new talent available for our team, right? C.J. Johnson had been with the Saints for such a long time; he knew the organization. Uh, he left for a while to go to Tulane, came back. But I think what uh, Dennis Allen is looking for is some new ideas, some fresh blood, some somebody who could be able to help these young guys kind of mature and. Uh, you know, and he played the position. So Cody understands the position. He's not too far out of tune with well, what these guys are thinking, how they think, how they approach the game. And I think that's one of the major reasons why uh Dennis Allen chose to be able to bring him on.
0: Yeah, that definitely to me makes a ton of sense, especially when you have a lot of you know similar voices in there, whether it be Pete Carmichael. Or it's going to be Dennis Allen, who's obviously a similar voice on this team, being with the team. And I I also want to talk about the defensive side of the ball because you have obviously Dennis Allen still there. But right now, the defensive coordinator job hasn't yet been filled. A lot of people think it may be either Ryan Nielsen or Chris Richard or really a combination of both. I've heard that, too. Uh, Do you think they're going to stay in the building with those two guys? Because those two guys really sound like really strong candidates.
1: Yeah, Ryan Nielsen, of course. I don't think the Saints want to let him go. Number one. (laughs) And I think as a a leg up in the position, uh, Chris Rashard is an excellent coach, former defensive coordinator at the Cowboys. You know, Um, he helped the Legion of Boom become who they were. And look, the defensive backs for the Saints did a tremendous job this season as well. And you saw his uh, imprint on those guys. So, could a co-defensive cool coordinator situation work? Possibly. Uh, I don't know if that's what re- Nielsen really would like to have done. But right now, everybody has kind of filled positions here, there, and the other. I don't think there are too many other primed defensive coordinator positions that are open. So this would give Nielsen an opportunity to be able to become a defensive coordinator, even if it had Cole on it and uh, kind of work from there. But if those guys have a good relationship, they could be able to gel together. Why not make it work?
0: it's definitely something that's really interesting because both guys are so qualified, whether it be Chris Richard, who helped the Legion of boom out. And last year, I mean, the defensive backs group was just so fun to watch, whether it be, and you saw the growth there too, Paulson and uh Chauncey Garner Johnson there as well. You really saw that growth. Marshawn Lattimore are arguably having one of his best seasons since that uh, rookie of the year season. So like you saw that growth in only one season, which, you know, you definitely have to talk about, but then you have Ryan Nielsen who's a guy who's been there for a while and I, I mean, Kyle, I know you remember back in like 2015, 2014, when that pass rush was non-existent. And then now in 2017, 2018, Cameron Jordan bringing in, uh, you know, David Onyemata and those guys, the way they have grown, that's something uh, that you really see that Nielsen has that big imprint on. And then last year, Nielsen, he had that um, that promotion to uh, assistant head coach as well.
1: Yeah. Well, they didn't want to lose him, right? Because that- they the, the push to try to get him he wanted to take that job yeah. but uh and it's probably his best interest that he didn't yeah. take it right <laughs> now you yeah. look at uh but i i think uh he's a good solid coach the players really respond to him they respect him he has a good presence even talking to media man I, mm-hmm. that guy potentially one day will be a head coach somewhere in the national football league
0: Yeah, that's I could definitely see that because you could just see how he's kind of moved up every step of the way, and I'm pretty sure his Saints job was one of his like first big breaks, and he's only moved up like from there. And again, like what he's done with that Saints defensive line, you're like, wow, like he definitely deserves that upgrade. And it's like you have both of those guys in the building that are like, wow, these guys are really kind of right there. And that's something that I think you got to give Dennis Allen a lot of credit for finding those guys and really help them grow as a coach as well. Which is kind of why I thought Dennis Allen like. A lot of people talk about his first stint with uh, the Raiders. Obviously, it didn't go well. But what he did with that Saints defense, and not only the defense got better, but also the assist, the position coach, assistant coaches that he brought in, were something that I thought was really impressive. And I know Sean Payton obviously had a stay in that too. But to me, that all shows that Dennis Allen to bring in, you know, all these guys, Aaron Glenn as well, who's uh, since been promoted with the Lions, like to have a lot of quality uh, assistant coaches.
1: Yeah, look and think about this: who played in the. Super Bowl, Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. Who was the man for Cincinnati? Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. A lot of people didn't think Trey was he was just a rotational player, yeah. but he matured, he groomed himself and he kept evolving. So yeah, Ryan Nielsen, kudos to him, man. Great coach.
0: Uh, that that's definitely for sure. And we, we talked about Cody Burns coming in as wide receiver uh coach, and we talked a little bit about Michael Thomas, but that's something I really want to zone in on. Uh, because Michael Thomas, missing all of last year, but 2019 season, we can't not talk about how good he was in 2019, the best receiver in the league. 2020, he was on and off with injuries. You kind of see the injuries lingering, and then obviously it kind of came to a head last year with the offseason stuff. And then this season, at the beginning of the season, everyone's like, he's going to come back at the end, and then he ends up opting for that season-ending surgery. And now it seems like everything is kind of looking very positive, Uh, Per, you know, a ton of reports him coming in, it seems like he's really locked on to this 2022 season. And that's something that I just cannot wait for to see where he's at and kind of, you know, see what he's able to do. And I kind of wanted to ask you, how big is it going to be for the Saints to have Thomas back in healthy? Because last year, obviously, the receiving group was really just missing that apex number one guy.
1: Yeah. Your number one guy goes down. You don't have somebody who's a true go to guy. That was there. We thought Callaway had the potential to do it, but, you know, second year in the league, young guy, you know, he really didn't take it uh, to that next level. The last few games of the season, you you start to see him mature and evolve. Right. All right. But Michael Thomas, since 2016, even missing like almost a whole season and a half, still is like number five on the list of yeah. receivers.
0: Top, yeah, top catches. It's crazy. <laughs> I think
1: about that. So, Andrew, and you're a great analytics guy. <laughs> how how can you not say that Michael Thomas is one of the most elite uh, players in the league? And a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the slants." You still have to catch the football. It's <laughs> so I do open.
0: Think- <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, you yeah. got to get the football. It's just like uh, someone said, oh, he had tackles because he was always in. Okay. He yeah. got yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I I like this Michael Tam Thomas that I see. Uh, I know he uh, posted on social media that is going to be like a demon season or something yes. to that name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I don't know what that's about, but if it's going to motivate him to come in with uh, a lot of, power and forced to show that he's returned to fort uh to his uh normal self yeah let's do it man and i saw he and uh, cd deuce exchange pleasantries yeah (laughs) you know but look (laughs) man guys who compete together sometimes you're gonna have a beat exactly
0: especially those guys who are just you know apex you know really a competitors
1: yeah, yeah, teammates do that, man. I, I know when I was a part of teams and being a part even in, in corporate America, you're going to have those <laughs> two where you're yeah. not going to always agree and you may have a situation, but it's how you handle yourself afterward. And I think that's one of the things that Sean Payton really was trying to focus on with Michael Thomas, that you are a leader of this organization. You're not just the guy that won offensive uh, player of the year, we need you to show leadership and to lose his cool was not what they needed, but everybody learns too. And Andrew, I'm glad that the new Orleans saints as well as Michael Thomas, will be able to move forward from that.
0: Um, I'm definitely looking forward to knocking off the dust off of my Michael Thomas. He wasn't really able to wear it last season just because of,
1: too, I got, yeah. I got, I got, uh, uh What's that? The, the, the color rush. Yeah.
0: The color rush on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love
1: that.
0: I, I, I love that. those. Yeah. It's and I, I can't wait for him to come back. And I, I think what a lot of people, they don't just want Michael Thomas to come back. They also want Saints to add another receiver on top of that. And I think the draft is going to be, I think a big thing where people look, this, the saints haven't drafted a lot of receivers, Um, you know, in the first round, second round, Brandon cooks was the last time they uh really made that first round, Uh, you know, Draft pick for a receiver. Now there are a ton of receivers uh, to go after, whether it be Jameson Williams. I know he's been tied to the Saints a ton. He's towards ACL, but the talent is just off the charts. Uh, you know, amazing from him. Chris Olave from Ohio State, uh, Jahan Dodson's another guy from Penn State. There are just a ton of uh talented receivers. If you, you know, 18th pick, are you looking at a, a receiver to to kind of pair with Michael Thomas and really kind of um go in on that? Or maybe another. Position offensive line. I feel like that's the Saints' all reliable quarterback. Like, what do you think the Saints are doing at 18?
1: Look, I love Teron Armstead. I don't know what's going to happen with the New Orleans Saints and Teron Armstead. He's going to have a a slew of suitors out there. He just had the knee surgery to clean things up. Uh, I know he was struggling with that most of the season. I would hate to lose him, but looking at the New Orleans Saints cap situation, I think he may be a casualty, guys. Um, And don't quote me on that, but (laughs) I am concerned that the Saints may not be able to bring him back. But if I am the New Orleans Saints, and from doing some research, and I I think I was listening to pro football focus on uh, Sirius last night, there's only a couple of really good solid offensive linemen out there, you know? Yeah. Now the Saints could look at trying to get somebody on linebacker, you know, uh one of those f- super fast guys yeah. from University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, you got three of those guys that yeah. will be in the draft, man. So I don't know if I would do wide receiver quite yet. Uh I think uh the New Orleans Saints have other needs the offensive line always you got to protect the quarterback and we don't know who the quarterback will be right Mm -hmm. will they be able to bring Jameis back will they be able to go out there on the market uh, or make a trade we don't know so there's still a lot of variables left to be able to piece all
0: together that's for sure and you talked about quarterback and i want to get into the quarterback situation here. And I think mm. before, you know, you look at every other options, you got to look at the one you had this year with Jameis Winston, who really, I think you saw the improvement after every game. I think you could definitely see uh, from game by game him getting better. And just, unfortunately it ends in, you know, the, the injury. And that's something that it's just like had to be the same season last year. Like that was just something that, you know, what could go wrong would go wrong for them. And you, you look at what he was able to do. I think that a lot of other teams are also going to have peaked interest in him, and there are a lot of quarterback needy teams out there. So I, I wanted to ask you if, you know, with the Jameis situation, what do you you think is going to happen? If they can't get Jameis, would you pivot to another veteran? Would you select one in the draft? Like, what's your thoughts on that quarterback position? Well,
1: Jameis probably only has probably two Three options tops, right? Uh, Pittsburgh, Washington,
0: right? Yeah, those are the I think the main two.
1: Texas Texans possibly, you know, but seem like uh, I've been reading lately they like what they see in David Mills. Uh, So anyway, um, could I don't know if Dennis Allen's personality fits with James. And and maybe I'm off board by saying this. But I think the Saints may pivot a different direction to try to bring in somebody. Could they make a run at Jimmy G? Could they be able to look at uh, making a trade for Russell Wilson? I think that's a little bit far-fetched. Aaron Rodgers, without Sean Payton here, I don't think this is where he would want to be. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I heard there was some rumbling that he wanted to look at uh, somewhere else other than the Vikings. That's a rumor, but uh, y- you don't know, man. And I think when the new Orleans saints have to put everything together, I know that Mickey Loomis doesn't want to blow everything up. I just just don't know if you don't have a solid guy at that quarterback position, you're going to have more struggles this season coming up, man. And you need to find somebody who's going to give you that leadership, uh, that passion, and willingness to be able to to uh, put in the time and the work for you. I think you have that already in Jameis Winston. Now, if the New Orleans Saints feel the same way, I'm not sure. Uh, I I just have a sense because you didn't hear. Allen commit to anybody that James is the guy that they want to bring on back. It's unfortunate in my opinion yeah. because I think he has a lot of talent and ability. And you and I discussed this last offseason yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. about him. Uh, and I know James he he took the gamble. Yeah. I told you, yeah, <laughs> his were saying that he wanted to do that uh, one year deal uh, to kind of prove himself. Mm-hmm. That he's worth the big contract because the cap space is going to expand and all these clubs and everything else. He took the gamble, got injured as a result because the Saints did want to have a multi-year deal for him and keep yeah. him on board.
0: It's going to be something interesting because I wonder if Jameis Winston wouldn't, because he basically, I would say, take a took a pay cut to go with the Saints. Saints cap situation. I don't think he'd do that again, considering Sean Payton's not there. I mean, especially in those six game, what what was around Jameis Winston, which was a lack of receiving talent. Offensive line was shaky because of injuries as well. It's it's it's, it would be interesting to see if he would want the New Orleans Saints, and would they maybe have to really you know overpay a little, maybe compared to other teams, and kind of you know that competitive really get in there because I wonder if he would want to go to a team like Pittsburgh more than the Saints or a team like Washington because I mean those teams do have talent as well, Washington, Terry McLaurin, you know, Antonio Gibson, Steelers, uh, whether it be Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith, Susha, like that type of stuff.
1: You know, that's a great question, Andrew. I believe from what I sense about Jameis and his camp, they like New Orleans. Everybody everybody likes Demario, Cam, the supporting cast that's here, right? He did a great job with those receivers early on as much as he could do with those guys before his injury, right? He he spent a lot of time with them in the offseason. He saw some improvement with some of those guys, and after he was injured, as well as Deontay Harris was injured, now Hardy, uh, that he saw a lot of those guys kind of tail off a little bit, then get back up. And running. Andrew, I, I don't know if Pittsburgh is the right
0: pick, Yeah.
1: He does have a good running back. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hit to the yeah. Right? Exactly, yeah. He does
1: have uh, that young guy out of, uh, what, Notre Dame, who is the wide receiver that uh, he's yeah, a good
0: – Claypool, yeah.
1: Claypool, right? So he does have some talent that's going to be around him, and I believe Mike Tomlin and those guys will add more. Washington, you have a great coach in uh, Ron Rivera, right? Yeah. But then you saw what Ron Rivera went through with Cam Newton. That's true. I'm not saying James has that same personality as Cam Newton, but I don't know if Ron Rivera wants that type of guy. (laughs) So, yeah, he, he may want more of a conservative guy. He's a conservative type of guy himself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just saying the fits, you got to look at all of that. Yeah. Will it make sense? Does it make sense?
0: It's going to be a very interesting about, you know, next few weeks because free agency is quickly approaching and I, James Winston's gonna, I, I think definitely have a few suitors. And it will be interesting to see what the Saints do as well. Trades, obviously, I, I think a lot of people want them to go out and trade for Russell Wilson, but that almost seems like a pipe dream to me, uh, especially without Sean Payton. But, I mean, uh, I would love to see Russell Wilson in the black and gold. I just don't think it's happening, and you kind of want to set, you know, you set your sights a little bit lower, but oh, I think that would be such an awesome fit.
1: So tell me, Andrew, what you going to do with that 70-plus million? That's, yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's the I know Nick and Kai Harley are wizards at cap. But golly, man, how do you do that and bring on Russell or Aaron or whomever? It's it's going to be difficult. So I think the likely choice is Winston.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he's a guy that you're going to bring. And he also knows the system well, which is, I think, more of what the Saints are looking to do when Sean Payton's leaving. You see the continuity be there. Basically, most of the coaches are similar, if not the same. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they give Wince another role with his defense that's playing just I mean lights out at the end of the year. You don't want to waste another year with those guys playing well and you know them playing just that lights out top three defense NFL football.
1: Yeah, look, I'm gonna throw a name out and I may get some hate mail for it. What about Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Yeah, he's another guy that's open.
1: Yeah, will he return to Broncos? I don't know. Yeah, I don't so know. He's available. Could Pete Carmichael work with him?
0: It, it, it's another, it, it's a guy that I think very different than than Jameis for sure. Just is obviously not going to push the ball as much. The interceptions problems aren't there. I mean, it would be definitely something that would be intriguing. I wonder, I don't know if fans would be very happy. I will say that. I think people, I, I think fans, they saw Bridgewater. They saw Winston. I think obviously the deep ball, everyone loves when, I think it was to uh, Deontay downfield. I think it was against Washington where he hit that big pass. And, uh, and it, uh, the Packers. Yeah, and the Packers, where it's just like, wow, like you haven't seen that since prime Drew Brees. And like that stuff is really not many other quarterbacks in the NFL can do, and that arm talent's there. Uh, yeah, I, I would say if you're going to bring a veteran in, you're probably going to go Winston at this point. The draft, I think, is kind of that one thing where if they want to go in the draft and they see a guy – I could see them kind of getting their guy. My thing is, I don't know if there is a guy that they'd like here because this quarterback class is pretty sparse in talent, and uh, you know, really like three guys they're thinking uh, in the first round, and we'll see which you know if the Saints kind of gravitate to one of those guys. But I think next year is the big class with uh, um, you have a few bigger uh, named quarterbacks, C.J. E. Stroud, you know, in there from Ohio State, and you know, so I, maybe you go next year. If if your veteran route doesn't work out, but I don't know this year, it does seem like number eight at that 18th pick, it would be interesting if they went quarterback, but it seems like the guy may not be there for them.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think it's quarterback. Yeah. I would be shocked. I would be yeah. floored <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with me, man. Um, I like Malik.
0: Yeah. Willis. Yeah.
1: and He's like a hell of that- an arm. Yeah, I like the kid from uh, Pittsburgh. Malik is just a strong guy, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. 70 yards. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, Taysom, I don't want to overlook Taysom. And Taysom did show improvement toward the end of the season, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, My problem is his age is kind of getting up there where it's like, how much more can you? Do you think he's gonna improve before his age and his physical skills start to diminish? Is my thing.
1: Yeah, I think that injury really did some damage, you know. So yeah. uh, but again, Pete Carmichael is the key. Jameis and Pete Carmichael can work. Remember, Jameis only had what, three interceptions. He didn't Man. have a slew of interceptions like no. oh, thank you. Oh, he's just he's a pick waiting to happen. Three interceptions no. out of what? seven games he played five and two as a starter you know the two games he lost you could say that was defensive busts on their part so yeah i mean gotta look at what he's done his body of work is speaking for itself yeah and i did see those long balls and i saw some recaps of him yeah why not
0: that's my question he's a guy that the talent's always been there it's been trying to untap it and that's something that Obviously, Tampa Bay had struggles with Bruce. They were in Bruce Arians. They he threw a ton of picks. Now Sean Payton had a chance with Winston, and you saw the, the interceptions go way down, and that's something that we all know Winston's worked with with Sean Payton, and that's something that I bet in Jameis's year off, he was like, how can I get my interceptions down? And you saw that number just go way, way down. I wonder what it would have been over, like, the full season with the, you know, the it, it would have been, I think, more – Obviously, for Jameis, everyone doesn't want him to get hurt in that situation. But I wonder what it would have been when the Saints started to see more just struggles with offensive line play and that stuff. Because you saw just towards the end of the season, it was just very, very tough on offense. Now, who knows how much of that was Jameis not playing? And obviously not having your starting quarterback is going to hurt. But at quarterback, but, it should be fun.
1: Yeah, Andrew, you brought up a, a good point. Offensive line play. Yeah. Please was a disappointment yeah. last season in a lot of ways. Uh, you thought he was going to take the next step at, in his sophomore season, but kind of regressed from time to time. Uh, we didn't have Eric McCoy in for the first part of the season, right? Yeah. And you lose Teron for a number of games, then Ramcheck for a number of games. So you had a makeshift line, and they still were in contention Without a starting quarterback to be able to make the playoffs. That's why I thought Sean Sean Payton did one of his best jobs coaching last season. Now, you move forward this season, yeah, you've got to show up the offensive line, whoever it is back there. You've got to be able to get some depth in that Mm -hmm. offensive line, one way, shape, or form.
0: That's that's definitely for sure. You, you look at the teams in the playoffs; they always have these strong offensive lines, a lot of depth. Bengals were kind of that exception, and you saw that in the Super Bowl, really kind of you know get exploited.
1: Yeah, the last play, the, yeah. the guard just got exploited by <laughs> Aaron yeah. Donald, right? Yeah. So yeah, man, you got to have great offensive line play. You you can't win in this league without offensive line and defensive line. I don't yep. care what. Everybody say you can have as many talented, skilled players as you want. If those two areas are messed up, you're going to struggle.
0: Yeah, I just completely agree, and and I think we saw that from just years of you know when the Saints weren't so good. You saw the defensive line struggle a lot, and then when they started, you know, 2017, 2018, all of a sudden your defensive line was balling out, your offensive line was protecting Drew Brees, and you started everything started to come along and. That's why I think Mickey Loomis loves everyone. Doesn't like these, uh, you know, offensive linemen getting picked in the first round, defensive linemen getting picked. Uh, Everyone wants the sexy receiver, the sexy cornerback, whatever it ends up being. But I mean, this game is one of the trenches, offensive line, defensive line.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think second, third round, you can find some good, talented wide receivers. uh, I think also if the Saints are really, do they have a compensatory pick this year?
0: Yeah, third round pick, third round yeah, compensatory. Right. Third
1: round, you you have some value,
0: yeah. There, and I think
1: you can find somebody uh, that's going to be talented enough to be able to make the team.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's the first time in the in a while where the Saints have their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh pick. So they have all, which is for them, you know, a, a rarity. I think we could all uh, say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but Kyle, before we let you go, I know that you're just getting back from new Orleans because of the HBCU uh, legacy bowl. And I just wanted to ask you how that uh, event was. I know they practiced in the saints facility leading up to it. They had Demario Davis, Chauncey Garner, Johnson, uh, talk with the players and kind of coach them up a little bit. So I just wanted to ask you how that event was. And do you feel like there are any prospects that you feel like really played well, you know, in the practice and the games, and maybe could be on the saints radar, or just other NFL teams radars.
1: Yeah, I think it's difficult. One, yes. The the yeah. question, is, uh, the answer to the question is yes. I think there are some good, talented young guys. I think the problem when you only have guys from all of these different schools, in three days, mm-hmm. you got to put together a game plan and install a game plan, and you have to make these guys who probably haven't played in two and a half months come in sure. and perform is difficult, man. Um, so you you saw some standout guys during the practice side, like Aquil Glass, Ezra Gray. Uh, those are some talented guys. Uh, the guy from, uh, what's his name, uh, Dustin, uh, he, he's a good guy. D. Anderson is a good guy, you know, wide receiver. We talk about a tall wide receiver. I interviewed him after the game. Mm-hmm. That boy is really tall, strong, <laughs> wide receiver. You know, uh, so there's some good talent. I think one guy that wasn't at that particular game. Uh, his name is James Houston. They called him the problem in mm-hmm. uh, in FCS history. This guy is the problem, I and mean, he affects the quarterback. He attacks. Uh, he has a high motor to him. He was third in all of FCS and sacks last season with 17 and a half.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, but only like what, 12 games, 11 games that he played. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think they played they played 13 all together. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys there's a lot of talent in not only HBCUs and FCS schools as well. Uh look at Cooper Cup. Yeah. He's a great example. If he was overlooked for the production that he put on the field while he was at Eastern Washington, Washington. he kind of overlooked the talent. Uh there's a guy named uh what's his name? Uh Sean Payton that came from a, a small yeah. SES yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a guy named Romo came from a small yeah. school as well, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want know, talent, there's talent in abundance. Uh, can they fit your team, your skills set that you're needing to be able to roll with your team? And the Saints have been always been a good team that took a guy like uh Deontay Harris from Assumption, yeah, and he became an all pro his first season, yeah. right? Marcus Colston, all- Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. To, to take guys like uh Lance Moore and Pierre Thomas, yeah. undrafted guys who do well in their system so i don't think uh with pete Mar- Pete carmichael running the show at offensive coordinator is going to be any much different than what we saw before and guys remember pete carmichael called plays for a whole season yeah mm-hmm. the saints still were in the top 10 in the nfl Yeah, right yeah so yeah i think the critical thing Like we go back again, is who's the quarterback? Can we find talent? The HBCUs are talented. They're loaded with talented young men. Give them a chance, give them an opportunity, and they will shine.
0: Now, that's definitely uh, for sure. Kyle, before we let you go, I want to ask where can they find your work? Where can they find you on social media and all that stuff? Oh, loaded question. Uh, So
1: (laughs) go to Saints News Network at Saints News. And you can also find me at HBCU Legends uh, on Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. And we just uh, uh, signed an agreement to be able to take over and start the New Orleans Pelican site for S- Sports Illustrated as well. So uh, expect us to be able to build a good quality team there. If you guys know anybody, want to come on board, hit me up.
0: For, you know, Let's do it. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of news around the Pelicans, too. Just uh, acquiring CJ McCollum. And it looks like a lot of a lot of new lives being injected into that Pelicans team.
1: The coach uh, Green has done a, a fine job. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for uh, sure.
1: Without Zion. Yeah. Think about it. You yeah. know, and uh, I know there's still a couple of games behind in the playoff race. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I thought without Zion, they would tank. Worse than what they have shown but they have shown some ability to come back in games and play very hard
0: that that's for sure i think since because i know they had that tough stretch start the season but then they have been like over 500 since like in their last 30 games so i mean to, to be to be in it enough to go after a guy like cj mccollum it shows what the growth that they've been been able to do there uh, in the smoothie king center opposite uh the superdome right across the street But Kyle, thank you so much for joining. Always fun to kind of recap the Saints all season and all that stuff.
1: Can I say this one thing, guys? You need to Andrew. He's a great, talented young man. Great talent is what he's done. Um, He's started as our intern. He's grown. He's uh. We got to get him on board as a a staff writer. Uh, Yeah, I still want to get you there, (laughs) Andrew. I know you got to finish your uh, your degree, but hey, man. You guys need to keep on following Andrew. He's done a great job through that uh, discussion as well as other things. So keep your eye on this young man and his future.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Kyle. That means so much. And thank you for all your help with me and my experiences starting off as an intern and getting to write and getting to uh, learn how to edit, like highlights, all that stuff. Uh, uh, definitely for me, I just can't thank you. Yeah. Very talented. Uh, Thanks again for Kyle T. Mosley for joining us. Always great uh, to talk Saints with him. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. And who